it's time for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in. It is another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we are talking District 1 and 2 athletics week in, week out in the great state of Idaho, coming at you live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. Also, of course, you can listen to this podcast at IdahoSports.com and wherever you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are joined by our North Idaho expert, Ryan Skaggs. What's up, Skaggs? Still recovering, man. Still recovering. <laughs> yeah, you had a busy day of basketball broadcasting for IdahoSports.com. You and Garrison Hardy uh, did a great job on the third and final day of the Avista holiday tournament, which we will talk about in due time. First, I have to comment on our attire today, Ryan. We are the Blues Brothers. We yes, got... we did not plan that, I don't think, but I got no. the memo late. <laughs> yeah, so Ryan's wearing a, a, a blue long-sleeved T-shirt, it looks like. Maybe a turtleneck, yeah, I can't tell. Long-sleeve hoodie things, yeah. Yeah, hoodie thing, yep. And I'm wearing my UCLA polo. Oh, I got to be honest. It's getting hard to watch those guys play basketball. It's they lost to they lost to Stanford last night. They were like three of eighteen from the floor in the second half. They just cannot score. Didn't they, they lose to Cal Northridge or something like that too? Yeah, they lost to CSUN. Yes, Cal State Northridge. Um, they're five and seven. You know, yeah, that'll that'll get you a high tourney seed. <laughs> and they've got they've got a bunch of uh, international players whose names are hard to pronounce, like Ilan Fible, Jan Vide. Uh, better K Bjuktenchel, you know, real fun time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking UCLA basketball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's yep. no yeah, college basketball. We could go off on a tangent with that one, but college sports are starting to irritate me other than, I mean, we had a great weekend of college football, at least for the semis, but other than that, I'm, I'm freaking done with NIL and everything else. People, people can yell at me, but I, it's ruined college sports for me. Yeah, and of course, uh, I, I don't I, I don't really watch the big time college football anymore. I still like the FCS Big Sky Conference. Yeah, it, FCS my, is fun. My Absolutely. Montana, my Montana Grizz. They're playing for the Natty on Sunday. Skags against South That's Coast right, down in Frisco, Texas. That should be a good game too. So, yeah, that'll, just, be a, that'll be a fun one. I just can't believe that they would schedule the FCS national championship on a Sunday against the final week of the regular season for the NFL. Like why did, why not put it on Saturday? There was nothing happening Saturday. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the time slot too. And like which games are actually have playoff implications for the NFL. I don't think it's going to score that bad necessarily for rating, but it does. I could see it being irritated and I don't understand why they didn't put it in the middle of like that dead bowl week, but that that's just me. But, I don't know. Yeah. I remember when it used to be on a Friday night back when I was a yeah. kid. Uh, but I uh, thought those semifinal games, honestly, those semifinal games should have been two weeks ago and they should have played the championship in the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day. But that's yeah. What do I know? So. Yeah. Well, uh, of course, Washington beat Texas. Jacob Eck in the comments. Horns down always. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yep, no doubt. Uh, and this is a good transition for us to actually start talking about Idaho sports here on the North Idaho broadcast. Yeah. Jacob, of course, is one of our many wrestling contributors at IdahoSports.com. Skaggs, biggest week at the Rose Bowl of wrestling is this weekend in Idaho. The Raleigh Lane Invitational. 
final. Uh, there are 98 schools signed up to compete this weekend, Skaggs, including several coming from the north. You know, that is a, that's an insane event. I remember kind of when it first kicked off and it was in its growing phases back in the early 2000s. And uh, to what it's morphed into now is one of the marquee tournaments around the country. I mean, really, you look at the, the who's who of teams that show up to this event, not just from the Northwest, but I mean, you're bringing in heavy hitters from Utah, California, uh, Nevada regularly. I mean, like they're, they're bringing in big teams and, you know, it's, it's turned into this event that, you know, that's the best tournament held in the Idaho center. And that's, you know, and I, I would be knocking the Idaho state tournament. I really think that this tournament by and large top to bottom is tougher than state. Um, and that, that's saying something. So it's going to be an awesome tournament. And I said off air, like this thing is the whole bag of hammers, man. Like you're talking about the heavy hitters from every, every team around, around the region, the West coast, that's going to be there. And man, it's going to be an awesome event. And, uh, you know, best of luck to all the Idaho kids that are, are competing because there's there's some tall orders in front of some kids, but um, teams like you know Mountain View, not Mountain, sorry, uh, Meridian and and Post Falls. I mean, they're gonna. I think they're gonna have their showings. I really, but there's gonna be teams from the outside. I mean, you're looking at teams like Ording from Western Washington and some of those other schools that show up. That's gonna be. It's gonna be a, a massive, massive um, contest. And you know, best of luck to those Idaho kids. It's it's gonna be a fun event to watch. Yeah, we talked about the Raleigh Lane ad nauseum on the Matt Chat Prepcast, which is our standalone wrestling podcast. We do that live every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific time. You can always tune in or listen to the Matt Chat Prepcast wherever you download podcasts. So we usually go about an hour every Tuesday night. It's a lot of fun. Teams from the north that are coming down, just looking at the list. This is alphabetical. Coeur d'Alene, uh, of course, is going to come down. Grangeville, uh, Kellogg. You've got Lakeland, Lewiston, Moscow, uh, Post Falls, of course, uh, is going to come down, Sandpoint, and Timberlake all coming down from the north. We also have Priest teams- River's not making it this year, huh? No Priest River. No. Okay. Um, they, a couple, they have a couple of decent kids on that program this year. So, yeah. Um, but I mean, just shout out to the Spartans. They've been, they've been having a few guys showing up and, and getting some nice. Nice uh, finishes this year so far. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and so then there's going to be teams from Washington, Oregon, Utah, Nevada, and two even coming from, I would say the great state, but I don't, the state of California. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> we'll, we'll avoid politics once again on this prep cast, at right. least for the time being. Okay, so, here's, <laughs> so here is the question uh, from Jacob. Raleigh Lane, who has more individual champs, Ryan, Idaho or every other state, a.k.a. Idaho or the field, huh? Yeah, more individual champs. Uh, I just think by large with numbers present, I'll take Idaho um, just because of the the number of schools that will be present from the state of Idaho. And then you look at the quality of some of the kids. I mean, like you got BK is going to be there. Meridian will be there. I mean, you're going to get dudes. So – um, I'll take Idaho. I think it'll be close. I mean, out of the weight classes that are there, um, I think it'll be a pretty fair split, but Idaho will probably get the, the slight advantage on, on overall titles. Yeah. Uh, team favorite, I think coming in is Meridian post falls, uh, took, it took a little bit of a, a setback, Ryan. Um, yeah. we found out on the show on Tuesday night, Ryder Seguin for post falls has an injury yeah. and, um, unfortunately, uh, will not be competing. So we hope Ryder recovers yeah. quickly and, gets back out there so 
No, there's, it's that time of year kids start getting dinged up a little bit and, you know, it becomes a battle of attrition. And this tournament's no, you know, um, no stranger to that. So it'll be interesting to see. And I think, to, you know, with Ryder being out, obviously Post Hall's going to take a hit in the team points just from, you know, his finish that I don't ever say anything's a guarantee, but you could look at him being a top six kid for sure, um, you know, if not being on top of the podium. So uh, losing those team points will hurt the Trojans just a little bit. But, I, you know, I think it's a good experience for some somebody else to step into the lineup too and fill that space. So they've got a big term of their own coming up too with the River City Duels um, coming up in Post Falls as well. So, you I know, mean, it's a big team event that's going to be taking place at Post Falls High School. Um, so I know that they're going to try to get healthy with also North Idaho Rumble and a few other events up north coming up too. Yep, it is uh, never a slow season for wrestling, especially up here in the north uh, uh, as well. So, hey, if you're hanging out watching this on uh, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, uh, if you could hit that like button, that'll help everybody find the prep cast a little easier on replay. And also, if, if you want to join the conversation, throw something in the comments. We'll throw it up on the screen. I was chuckling when I saw this comment come in, Skaggs. Uh, this is from Brandon, so he must be a good guy. Brandon Robinson. I've heard from good oh, people. Hey. I've 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 heard from good people in the know, court, that Ryan Skaggs will get the vegetarian option wherever he's eating. Big if true. Can you, <laughs> I can you respond to these? He's, he was one of he's coaches at Jerome. He was one of the guys <laughs> I coached with at Lakeland back in the day. That's awesome. Coach Rob's checking in. <laughs> can 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 you respond to the allegations that you choose the vegetarian? Oh, that's one hundred percent false. I'm 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 not not a vegetarian that in the slightest. So, um, no, I I will probably double down on the meat portion, but I don't miss many meals anyway. As you can tell if you look at me. So, yeah. Oh man, that's funny. All right. Well, uh, if if Coach Rob or anybody else want to throw in more comments, uh, we will get them up on the screen. But let's transition. Speaking of eating. You know, till we're gonna burst at the seams. Holiday hoops, man. I'm stuffed. I'm full yep. on it. All these holiday tournaments. We're gonna kind of run through them all um, and kind of recap what happened. There were so many teams playing all over the state, um, and so we'll start on the girls' side, Skags, and then we'll transition into the boys, and we'll also uh, debut or unveil your first North Idaho nines of the new year. This is of the uh, new year. Okay, I was gonna say, yeah, first of the of the new year, second right. of the season. Yes, first of 2024. Sure. These are Ryan's personal rankings, one through nine of the best girls teams and then the best boys teams, regardless of classification. But before we get there, let's start uh, at the top and work our way down. Class 5A hoops, Skaggs. Lake City goes over to Snohomish, the Glacier Peak High School, uh, top of the peak invitational, and they did climb to the top of the peak. They go 3-0. and They win the championship. They beat Kings, which is a private school, 58-46. They beat Emerald Ridge, 55-40. They beat Nooksack Valley in the championship, 55-48. Those are all three Washington schools. Very impressive performance from the Lady yeah. T-Wolves. You know, those are all state qualifying teams, too. Um, in their respective, you know, classifications. So that's a huge showing um, for for Lake City to go over there and get those wins over pretty strong West Side programs. Um, just from knowledge that you know I have in the state of Washington from the past and everything. That's a huge. That's a huge showing. And um, you know, I know that you look at Zufelt and the other ones that are in the lineup as well. That you know, they're, they're, the the cast of characters. It's not just a one man show necessarily. With you know, getting great post play. I mean, they're 
they're getting contributions from, you know, all across that lineup, which has been very impressive to see. We saw them, you know, have that one slip up earlier in the year. But since then, I mean, and outside of that, you know, they knocked off the number one team in the state to start the year. Um, and they haven't really looked back that, you know, they've been on a roll and it's going to be an awesome game. They're playing court lane Friday night. Uh, that one's going to be a fun one to watch. And it'll be interesting to see how things shake up coming up after that game. Now, is this the official fight for the fish or does that come in the second matchup? I want to say it's the second matchup. Um, So, but don't quote me on that one. I know that they both get pretty heated and spirited, pun intended, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. This, this is a Lake city team led by a quartet of seniors, Kalia uh, Frazee, Cameron Pickford, uh, Sophia Zufeld, Avery Waddington. Um, You couldn't ask for better pillars of your program. And after that, Skaggs, there's one junior and one sophomore on this year's varsity roster. And then they've got four freshmen that are playing up this year. And so, yes, uh, these seniors that are here now, their departures are going to be felt for sure. But these seniors uh, are also kind of mentoring these four freshmen that are playing varsity ball. And the hope is that, you know, you just hand the baton down to, to the next wave of players. But for now, uh, it has been an incredible start to the year. For Lake City, I, I can't say start anymore because we're yeah you know, more than halfway, halfway through. through. Yeah. <laughs> if I if I personally was ranking teams, I would put Lake City number one uh, on the girls' side. Boise yeah. was ranked ahead of them in our latest coaches poll, um, but probably splitting get, hairs at this point. Get out of here! Yeah. No, <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, but Lake City continuing to excel. Uh, and, you know, we'll keep an eye on Coeur d'Alene and uh, Lewiston and uh, Post Falls you know, as well. Of note with that Lake City group, too, with that cast of seniors that you listed, they had to figure it out. Like, they've been playing a lot since they were underclassmen. And so you talk about being able to grow within your program and teach the ones underneath of you. Like, that's a great example of what that group of girls have done. Like, I mean, Pickford and, and Zoo Felton Waddington especially have, you know, shown up every single year. and um you know, play their tails off. Some years, you know, having heartbreak in the state cha- or in the state uh, play-in game, stuff like that. But that's a team that I look at this year. That I mean, I don't, it doesn't matter who you are, you don't want to play that team right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're super, super unselfish too. Yeah, Lake City is fourteen and one on the season. Lone setback was to Rocky Mountain, one possession game. Hey, Sam Buffington, Sam's in the know up here in North Idaho, uh, Skags, yeah. and of course, big IdahoSports.com fan and supporter he says fight for the fish is the first matchup Ooh, so we've got, okay yeah i double checked on lake city's website as well fight for the fish coming okay, up fight for the fish is friday night all right <laughs> oh man our uh first, that's our first like uh rivalry game of the year like mostly everybody holds that off towards the end of the season like i know golden throne is going to be at the end of the year but yeah having that that early is kind of interesting coming out it's during christmas break still for quarter lane schools too yeah, uh, that'll be a good time. And of course, packed yeah. capacity uh, for the fight for the fish. All right. Uh, so Lake City 3-0, they win the top of the peak invite. A Vista holiday tournament, Skaggs. Um, let's just go in order of who finished where. <laughs> we got to start with Grangeville, the Class 2A Bulldogs. They get to the championship matchup. They beat Lewiston in the first round by two, 
They beat Moscow by nine in the semis, 54-43. So Greensboro went big game hunting. They took out a 5A school. They took out a 4A school. They get to the championship against Clarkston and kind of run out of steam a little bit. They fall 72-32, to but what an impressive showing for Grangeville taking second at the Avista Holiday Tournament despite being one of the smallest teams there. You know, that was, I was impressed. Garrison and I had the call for, you know, their game in the championship and that Clarkson team hats off the Bantams. That team is crazy good. Like I, that team is absolutely loaded with talent. They they've got nine players that play the court and they just absolutely suffocate you. Grangeville ran out of gas. I mean, they just, you know, playing two big, bigger schools in their first two games and they come out in that championship game. Um, we knew it was going to be who has the deeper bench. Um, Grangeville, you know, Threw some punches early on. They they hung tight, and then Clarkson just walked away with it at the end. But um, you know, Grangeville hats off. That's a, that was. I, I got a chance to talk to Coach Barger before their game, and she was super impressed with with their response. And she said it started with that Sandpoint game at ICC Arena, where they took them toe to toe with Sandpoint leading at one point by nineteen over the Bulldogs, and Sandpoint came storming back to eventually win that game. But um, she said that it, it gave the girls this, a lift of confidence that she thought like that extended beyond beating Cole Valley Christian and beating Melba and the other teams that they've already defeated earlier in the year. That's a, that's, that was a huge showing, I think for Grangeville to get to that championship game. And uh, you know, I know that they would have liked to have won the whole thing, but um, hats off to, to a great showing for coach Barger's crew. One senior on this year's Grangeville yep. team, it's Maddie Thacker, and she, of course, is a very talented player. Grangeville really is keyed by their guards, right? It's Karis Barger, it's Addison Vanderwall, it's Maddie Thacker. They do have the one post, though, Green. right? Yeah, yeah. she's good. She's Madeline, legit. Madeline Green at 6'2", and she's a junior yeah. center. Um, but she could those- hoop. I'm telling you, she was one of the better players in the tournament. She really was. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think... Uh, for Grangeville, you know, looking down the road, you know, when they get to state, you know, if Green can stay on the floor and not get into foul trouble against taller opponents, I put Grangeville up there with anybody. If Green Absolutely. leaves, it becomes a little dicier because Grangeville has no height <laughs> outside of Madeline they, Green. They don't, but at the same time, they do get they they do get like pretty sporty on defense. I'll give them that. Yeah. They can scrap, um, especially you know their guard plays pretty good. They get really good point guard play. Um, especially on the defensive end of the floor, they play really good against transition. It was what they really suffered was that they just got ground to a halt by Clarkson's defense. And that was, you know, they couldn't get into sets. They couldn't get anything flowing down low into green. Their entries were always denied. Clarkson had size and that's what gave, you know, Grangeville the fits, but plus it helped when Clarkson has, you know, a, a possible Gatorade player of the year in the state of Washington and two transfers from Lapway that are really good too. So that doesn't hurt matters much. So <laughs> yes, Spe- special shout out to Clarkston, of course, coached by Ada Marks, the former coach at Lapway and both of her daughters, uh, Jordan McCormick Marks and Jalen McCormick Marks both play for Clarkston as well. So yeah. yes, very good. Very talented team. Uh, okay. Moscow and Lewiston each went two and one at the tournament. Um, they ended up, uh, Moscow ended up taking third. They beat Downey, California by three 52 49 Lewiston won the fifth place game. That was the first game of the day. They beat Richland by a bucket 40 to 38, both teams led by first year head coaches, uh, Josh Colvin at Moscow, Julie Fisher at Lewiston. What did you make of both of these teams? You know, Moscow's got some players. That's the thing. I mean, they've got they've got a couple really nice pieces within that team. 
Um, what you saw during the game, though, was the consistency at times would fall apart and they would commit some silly turnovers. Um, it was, you know, making sure that they're they're committed on every play. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, you know, but they've got size. That's the thing. They've got, they've got decent size inside. They've got a couple scrappy guards that will get after it on the defensive end, but they – what they struggle is getting buckets on the offensive end of the floor um, outside of two players. I mean, really it was Skinner and another player of theirs that were, they were the offense Anderson. Um, other than that, I mean, it was like when they got denied on the offensive end, they struggled and they'd go on long droughts. Um, Lewiston was a team, you know, you can tell that there's, there's promise there. They've got a couple of nice pieces. They've got some good guard play. Um, it's going to be finding that consistency again with that group too. They have, they go on cold streaks and when they go cold, they go ice cold. Um, and so being able to, to limit those and, and make sure that they're, you know, getting back, they did a decent job of getting back on defense. It was two teams that knew nothing about each other. You could tell that they had no idea what Richland was going to throw at them and the other way around. Um, so it was just kind of like, you know, showing up, who's going to show up on their set, run a lot of man early on and then, Hey, we'll figure it out. Um, you know, a few of Justin Spain, Lewiston came back and took the thing, which was good to see them get it by a bucket. But Richland made it interesting. Lewiston led by double digits at one point in that game, and Richland came storming back. So, um, and actually, both those games at one point were double digit leads. Um, they ended up both being, you know, close games. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for both those teams, I think that there, there can be success there. I don't know if there's enough pieces for Moscow to necessarily unseat uh, Sandpoint. But I think if they can build up and get some scoring out of the guard play, they're going to be they're going to be okay. Um, Lewiston's got a tall order just because of who's at the top of the, the league. I don't think that that lineup can knock off a Lake City or Coeur d'Alene. But I think if you look to the future and you're hoping to catch those teams on a year that maybe they're without some of their key pieces, that Lewiston team can make it interesting maybe next year or the year after just because of the youth. Yep, for sure. All right, before we get to Lapway, look at who's in the chat here. Coach Ada Marks from Clarkston. Yeah, Jalen and Jordan McCormick Marks yeah, uh, play with Clarkston awesome. now. They were great. They were yeah. awesome. We complimented them a ton on the broadcast. Um, <laughs> you talk about nice contributions for that team, and then you throw it in with the Walt, Kendall Wallace from Clarkston. That player is unbelievable. She'd be one of the top players in the state of Idaho if it, you know, she was, you know, 750 feet on the other side of the river <laughs> from Clarkston in Lewiston. Like that, that, that Clarkston team's crazy good. Crazy yeah. good team. So yeah. that was that was a fun game to watch them play because it was yeah. I would have ranked them in the North Idaho nine, but obviously they're a Washington team. Yeah, we will <laughs> uh coach Marks, we will be cheering, we'll be cheering your girls on uh from across the border here uh throughout the rest of the season. But yes, I from but what your, I saw give your boss a really hard time for us too, though. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Shannon Wilson, AD at Clarkston, a uh, great uh, guy as well. Um, okay, Lapway, uh, Coach Marks's former school. They went one and two at the Avista uh, tournament. They lost to Downey 51-17. They lost to Richland 62-36. They did rebound to win the seventh place game over Pendleton, Oregon 52-46. I'm really not that concerned about it. If I'm if I'm being honest here, Lapway is still really good. Um, they've got a couple of really dynamic players. Uh, Skyland Parish has kind of stepped up uh, yeah. with more playing time and has really played well for Lapway this year. You know, it's it's the consistency thing that we talked about too. I mean, it, part of it's also the draw. I mean, you look that Downey team was kind of Jekyll and Hyde. They look when they're good, they're crazy good. When they were bad, they were. I mean, 
I, you know, I don't want to ever knock a team, but Garrison and I were kind of like, you know, when they're on, they're nailing every shot. They get great penetration. But I so I don't really – I didn't get a chance to watch the Lapway-Downey game, but that was a team that if they're flashing hot, they're great. Um, so, that, I mean, obviously could have been a tough game, but I think Lapway will be fine. I really look at them and, you know, the conference play and what they've got coming up down the stretch and the season. I think they're playing tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that'll be a fun game. You know, 1A, D2, 1A, D1 matchup between two really solid programs. But that's going to be a good test for them to see where they're at at an equal level because they played some big schools this weekend. Not the result they want, but um, getting a win over at Pendleton in that final is obviously a nice way to cap the weekend instead of going over. Yep, for sure. So, so Lapway on the season now is eight and three. You mentioned they're hosting Kendrick tonight, which will be good. And then, you know, I'm kind of looking at the rematch with Prairie. That comes on January 18th. They did beat the Pirates in December by eight, 49 41. We'll see what Coach Lori Mater has in you know, store. One team to keep an eye on in that, that's going to be is the Kamiai rematch. That's going to be yeah. a game that I would keep an eye on. Kamiai can make things interesting. That team's on a roll right now. Yeah, and they, let's see, Lapway beat Kamii 58-37 the first time around. Yeah. And that rematch comes uh, next Tuesday, January 9th. Um, okay, one more comment here from uh, Ada Marks. Uh, she says, Debbie Sabota coaches, not me. I do not coach anymore. I get to be a parent for the first time in 18 years. What does that say? I, was, I wasn't going to correct you, but Debbie was on the bench on Saturday. Um, but I will say this for her saying to be a parent, congrats. That's a ton of fun to be on the parenting side of things and not have to be on the sideline sweating your butt off and yelling at officials. Uh, there's there's some relief in that for sure. I, I experienced that for the first time, and I don't know if I'll ever go back to coaching because of it. But yeah. For sure. That's just old habit. Sorry, I missed it earlier. I, I think I'm still going to call her Coach Marks. I'm just so used Why to not? it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, she's one of the good ones, too. And I mean, her, kids, her kids play so extremely hard. And, yeah. you know, the hats off to a big win and getting that title on, on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, we talked about Moscow and kind of where they fit in the hierarchy of the 4A IEL. Let's talk about Sandpoint and Lakeland. They both went down to the East Idaho Holiday Shootout in Idaho Falls. Sandpoint got all the way to the championship, Ryan. They beat 5A Madison 49-42. They win by a possession over Class 3A Snake River, but they're the defending 3A state champs, so that yep. no slouch. They win 66-63. They get to the championship, and they just – got themselves in a big hole early against Pocatello and could never climb out of it. They fall 66 to 43, really the first time this year where Sandpoint kind of takes a, a ding on the resume, if you will. You know, but I talked to Sean Kane about that game and he looked at it and he goes, this is going to be a dandy of a ball game. I mean, if Pokey shows up and shows up good, like they're as good as any team in 4A. And, you know, so Sean, shout out to him for giving me some insider info. But he's like, if they get the bigs going, I don't know if Sandpoint's going to stop them. Bench or no bench. Um, and there he is. See, he sure did. <laughs> so he kind of gave me the, the down low on that game. And, uh, you know, Pokey exposed them down low inside. That was how Pokey got the, you know, the big win. And, um, you know, I, I know Coach Love, he'll make adjustments and everything else. But. They can they can sure make it pour in from the perimeter. That team could shoot the lights out. Um, they got a big win last night against Lewiston. So I really I'm not worried about Sandpoint in the slightest. They got to get healthy. That's going to be their biggest problem, is just getting that entire lineup back together and getting their pieces going. 
um, and ready for, for postseason play. Yep. Uh, Pocatello has great length, right? Great size. Oh, and that on the defensive end, I think that disrupted a little bit of that Sandpoint offense. That's usually, you know, such a well-oiled machine um, for sure. Uh, Lakeland went down and played at the East Idaho holiday shootout as well. They went one and two. They lost to Pocatello, the eventual champs in the opening round skags. They lost in overtime 66, 56. Yeah. I was pretty encouraged by that. They turn around and beat Idaho falls pretty easily. 75, 53. They fall by 20 to Teton, which is one of the 3A state title favorites this year by 20, 61, 41. Third day, uh, uh, third game in three days, I think caught up with Lakeland a little bit. But man, to, to take Pocatello to the brink and lose in overtime and then to see what Pocatello did to Sandpoint, how much has Lakeland closed the gap here with Sandpoint? I, th- I think it's it's worth of, worth noting. It really yeah. is. And you look at, I mean, Lakeland's got good size inside. And that's if they're going to talk about an Achilles heel with Sandpoint in league play. That may be it right there is, you know, being able to shut down the inside play. And, you know, so if Lakeland can get things going and get the get the stars and, and get them in foul trouble, I think they just got to get Strzok off the floor. Um, if they can get her off the floor in foul trouble or get, you know, to the other pieces to where you're bringing in the youngsters off the bench that play extremely well, don't get me wrong, but just get the inexperience out there. You're going to set them up to be a little bit more turnover prone. Um, but Lakeland could make things interesting. That's a lineup that that is built – um, to play inside, I don't necessarily know about the perimeter, but inside they can definitely take over a ball game. Yeah, Landry Simon, right, six foot junior, yeah. phenomenal athlete. Um, they also have six foot uh, senior uh, Kyla Holt, and they've got a pair of freshman skags. Lakeland does uh, six foot one Macy Brettveld and six foot three Mariana Bullington. A, a pair yeah. of freshmen, you know, towers <laughs> coming in off yeah. the bench. Well, they, got, they got some size in that lineup and. You know, so it'll be interesting to see how things turn in the battle for the paddle and all that fun stuff. That'll be an interesting matchup between those two teams. Lakeland at Sandpoint this Friday night, Friday, January 5th. Um, that'll tell us a lot. Um, and then the rematch comes later on in the season. But yeah, I was pretty impressed with Lakeland and how they did down there. Okay, let's go to the three A's. Eagle Holiday Classic hosted by West Valley High School over in Spokane. Bonners Ferry goes 2-0. They beat St. George's 61-40. They beat Newport 53-15. Timberlake goes 1-1. They have the decidedly you know tougher schedule, right? They lost to Colfax by 3, 45-42. They win by 6 over Toppenish, 54-48. And with Timberlake, it's kind of like Sandpoint. Just got to get everybody healthy and on the same page. Yeah, and that and that loss to Colfax doesn't bother if, if I'm coach. I'm not going to look at that. That's that Colfax team's good. They're historically really good. That's that's the favorite in one B, in my opinion, in the state of Washington to win it. So um, you're losing to a really quality program there. I don't think, and it's it's crazy the way classifications work between the two states. Like, yeah, you look at Timberlake being a a three A school in Idaho. I mean, the town size and everything's not much difference between them and Colfax. So, um, you know, school size, and you might have a diff- little bit difference in high school, but Colfax would still end up being probably a 2A school in Idaho, if not, you know, on the small 3A side. But, um, yeah, no, it, it, it was a – I'm not freaking out if I'm Coach Miller. I'm looking at that. I'm like, all right, fine. We just get everybody healthy. We're going to be good. Like, we just got to keep rolling and keep pressing on. Yeah. Uh, Timberlake is 9-3. and three. Their three losses have come by a combined 10 points. Um, and, and two of them were one possession games. So two, two really, really good teams. So, I mean, like, yeah, the deer park game, they're really good. Colfax, really good. Sandpoint, really good. So I'm not freaking out. There's no panic button to hit now. 
Yep. Uh, okay, wrapping up here. Freeman Holiday Tournament. Uh, Kellogg went over and went one and one. Uh, I thought they were playing the Royal JV from Washington. That got flipped on the schedule. They still played a really good JV team. It was the Coeur d'Alene JV, Coeur d'Alene High, and they uh, they beat the Coeur d'Alene JV team 57-35. Uh, then they turn around and fall to the hosts from Freeman 63 to 45 this league you know outside of grangeville there is a chance for a second team to get to state via a play-in game ryan and i just keep scratching my head at who that team is going to be kellogg looks good at times and then at times you know it's like they've taken a step back yeah and then priest river you know you look at the record and you're like oh priest river is doing what but then you look at who they play and you're like oh so, you know, it's like, can they keep momentum by playing some lesser competition early in the year, hoping that that translates into some league wins and you surprise some teams with confidence? Um, I mean, the, realistically, it's going to be Grangeville's league. Grangeville's going to win it. I mean, I don't want to necessarily crown anybody before it's over, but I mean, just based off what we've seen so far in the season. Um, but, you know, who, if anybody wants to have a play in bid and play in an extra game, you know, it, I would put it down right now. I mean, I'm I don't think Orfino's there. I don't think St. Mary's is there. It is realistically gonna be Kellogg and Priest River, but Kellogg's already got the head to head. So, you know, if Kellogg wants to get consistency down the stretch and get some, you know, rattle off some wins, that you know, it's there for them. Uh they're just gonna have to get consistency out of that lineup. Yeah. And that's what I'm waiting for is, is for Kellogg to be, because I do think ultimately it is Kellogg that'll have the chance mm -hmm. to compete. Now the second place team from district one and two is going to have to play the third place team from district three, I believe is how that is, is working. Let me double check that. Uh, no. Yeah. 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 Third place team from district three. That's going to be a tough mat a battle. So, you know, I, again, I'm just looking for a little more consistency here as the season goes along. Finally, the Colton Christmas tournament for our 1A schools. Uh, Ryan Genesee goes over there. They, they go 2-0. They beat Colton 48-43. They beat Garpal by 9-64-55. Potlatch goes 1-1. One one. Uh, they fall to Garpal 43-35, and then they beat Asotin 62-35. Genesee is always kind of lurking, right? We, we talk yeah. about Lapway and Prairie and Kamii and but Genesee with coach Greg Hardy always seems to be right there, just lurking, ready to strike. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how things come up down the stretch. They got a, they got a murderous row coming up with, you know, the likes of Lapway, Troy, um, Kamii down the stretch. So they've got Prairie, come, they got some, yeah, they got some tough games in front of them. So we'll know what they're made of though. I'd say probably in the next couple of weeks, but, um, yeah, there's there's no easy nights in the White Pine League this year. So, yeah, no no off nights, and 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 they played well. I mean, they're eight and four. They're two and three in the league, Ryan. But they lost to Prairie um, very early in November. Hey, welcome to your conference opener, second game of the year in November. Here's Prairie in Cottonwood, uh, but they, but they only lost that game by seven, sixty six yeah. to fifty nine. They lost to Troy by a bucket, fifty seven fifty five. I don't know. Genesee to me is the team that could, you know, they're, they're down in sixth place well, right now, but I could see them make the move up. Well, and here's the thing too, is that you get a district tournament. Like, so you got, you have that whole set up too. So league be darned kind of at this point, you're just setting up to feel everybody out and tournament seating is going to shake out how it shakes out. You're still gonna have to beat, you know, the top three teams to get into state anyway. So why not like try to just put your pieces together to see what works and, 
um, hope come tournament time you get hot at the right time. So, I mean, I wouldn't count them out by any means, but the the, the consistency piece is the name of the game right now in, in high school basketball. And you got to be able to not have cold streaks and go, you know, icy from the field. So, yeah. But, and yeah, no, Coach Hardy does a good job too. So, you know, he's going to have that group ready to go. Tough part with Genesee is just no height. You know, tallest players are five eight, which can make it tough for sure. Um, all right. Well, that's kind of a wrap up of what happened over all the holiday tournament action skags, which means it's time for your North Idaho nine, the nine best girls teams in North Idaho, regardless of classification. These are your personal rankings. Um, we will have it scroll across the bottom line uh, as you're watching. But for those that are listening, Ryan's going to take us through them all one through nine. So, yeah, I've got Lake City one. I don't think that's a surprise. I mean, Sandpoint, Coeur d'Alene, I got tied at two, even though Sandpoint has the head-to-head. Coeur d'Alene's on a heater right now, even though they've been battling with some injuries. Um, they're they're playing really good ball right now. Grangeville at four. Um, like I said, I'm not freaking out if I'm them. But, I mean, same with Timberlake at five. Both those teams, their season is going to come around to them. They're going to be just fine for postseason play. Uh, Kendrick at six with Lapway seven. Those two play each other tonight kind of deciding how that thing shakes out. And then Kamii at eight. Kamii is a sneaky team to me. That's a team to keep your eye on. Um, I think that they could be dangerous coming up down the stretch. A um, couple tough early season losses, but they've been playing really well lately. And then Wallace is a team to keep an eye on. I know they took a loss to Lakeside, um, but Coach Farkas does a good job with that group. And I think that they're going to be you know, poised to make another run for a state tournament appearance. So that's what I've got for my girls in the top nine. I'm glad you finally gave Wallace a little love there. I think they're, you know, they're a pretty good team. They've got a trio of sisters, uh, the Phillips sisters. One isn't playing right now because of injury, but um, not many teams in high school can say they've got three sisters in three different classes. You know, it's not like, oh, here's twins and a girl or it's Irish twins. And yeah, (laughs) (laughs) right. Yeah. So um, way to go, Wallace. Keep up the good work. Okay. Let's shift over to boys basketball now, and we'll kind of do the same thing. Run through all the holiday tournament action and give your North Idaho nine. Let, let's start with Lake City and Coeur d'Alene, the two big 5A schools. They go over to Central Valley over in the Spokane Valley and um, played a little four-team round-robin holiday tournament there. Uh, Lake City goes 2-0. and They beat Mead 71-42. They beat Central Valley 91-78. to Coeur d'Alene, I think a little surprisingly, goes one and yep. one. They yep. beat Central Valley 74-53. Then they turn around and lose to Mead in a in a head scratcher 65 to 60. Yeah. And that one, um, you know, you want to say those are a flush it game. That's that's a flush it game uh for Coeur d'Alene, one that they just kind of want to get rid of. Um, but yeah, that was I think we might have learned more about Lake City than we learned about Coeur d'Alene in that that little round robin. Um, Lake City's got a good little team. They're young, but they got a good group of, of talent that's coming through, and they got some youngsters that are going to be really, really good. Um, so, I mean, you just kind of got to be patient and wait for the stars to align with that with that group. I think they're going to be a team that, that I look at. IEL is crazy this year. Uh, the five A IEL, all those teams are just log jammed at the top right now, all within like a game and a half of each other. So. Because uh, Lewiston's going to throw a wrench in the mix now and make things interesting. It looks like with what they're able to put together offensively and defensively, their defense is crazy good. Um, but yeah, Coeur d'Alene and Lake City. Coeur d'Alene is going to get 
you know, guard play, we know what they've got with, you know, Logan Orchard and Caden Simmons. And like, there's, there's dudes in that lineup that can go off for 20 on any given night. They just, you know, we got to make sure that there's, you know, the basketball can make its way around the floor. And, you know, with that group of guys, and if they play unselfishly, they're a really tough team to beat. They're a very tough team to beat. Um, so I'm, I'm not freaking out about that mead loss, but at the same time, you kind of got to look at it and it's like, there's something to learn from that. They're going to move forward. I think they're going to be okay. Um, they're still the top team in my mind in North Idaho right now. Um, but you know, the fight for the fish can make things interesting. That game gets pretty appealing tomorrow night. Yeah, boy, that is going to be some battle. Um, Those and two they, games now, are freaking crazy. Like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. Um, I was going to say uh, the girls fight for the fish and the boys. It's actually next Friday, January 12th. Oh, okay. I didn't gotcha. want to. I didn't want to direct Sorry. people. I, thought, I was assuming they were playing a doubleheader, but that's okay. <laughs> no, no, no they, they are. They they are. It is. Ne- it's not this upcoming Friday. It's the twelfth. So gotcha. I just. I don't want people going. Yep. You know, banging on the doors on tomorrow night. But, okay, like no, that's, weird. that's that's weird to me because you would think that the one event's tied to both games instead of splitting it up. So that's where you lose me. So okay. no, no, no. There is. It's a doubleheader, but it's on the twelfth. I thought they were not playing th- Friday. No, 12th. Okay. I thought the game was tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is a double <laughs> double header on gotcha. the 12th. <laughs> All right. We're in. We're in. Okay. Next week. We're good. Oh, boy. Hey, man, Matt is off, man. This Christmas break, I didn't even know what day it was yesterday. That's all right. <laughs> I, I said Ada Marks was still coaching Clarkston. That was wrong. I mean, we're. She never even coached them to begin with. <laughs> this is, you know what? We're like the Coeur d'Alene boys. This is going to be a flush it prep cast. We're going to just. <laughs> I, I will say, I think Coeur d'Alene was pretty motivated their next time out. After falling to Mead, they came back yeah. home last Saturday, played Moses Lake, uh, oh, 93 yeah. to 40, the final. Yeah, they got the win. Not a 50 burger. I mean, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think they're, you know, I think they're properly aligned once again. So, yeah. All right. Uh, a Vista tournament, Skaggs. Lewiston, you're a Vista tournament champs. They beat Kendrick 61 42. They beat Moscow 69 36. They beat Rocky Mountain, a fellow 5A school in the finals 55 39. What do we make of this Bengals team? I really like um, their coach, Brooks Malm. He's come in and and really gotten this group of athletes to become basketball players. He's, he's fiery and he gets his guys to match that. And they, they start on defense. Um, he's kind of given that mantra is like, we're just going to make, we're going to make basketball life just suck. <laughs> you know, we're like, welcome to, you know, 32 minutes of just like hating life. And uh, that's how they, they kind of operate. They just suffocate you on defense. They got two really nice pieces down low uh, with Drew Hottinger and, and, uh, and Gomez that like those two nice little one, two punch there for that lineup. They got really good guard play. Like our Idaho sports.com player of the game, was their point guard not? It wasn't Drew Hottinger. It wasn't Gomez. We, I mean, I was super impressed with what they were able to get out of their guards. And uh, so, you know, that lineup, you know, if they can be consistent on that on that side of the ball, they're gonna be they're gonna be great. But uh, they can make things interesting. I think that they're gonna get fits because of size down low too. I think they can make things painful for Cordelaine and Lake City. Um, it's gonna be an interesting league. It really is. I, the, the league schedule is gonna be. A fun night in, night out, just brawl. That's kind of how Brooks' mom wants those games to be. It's like, all right, we're going to turn it into a bar fight. 
<laughs> That's what it's going to be for, for 32 minutes. Yeah, for sure. So you were talking about the 50 burger that Coeur d'Alene hung on Moses Lake. Scott Burton, our Magic Valley Prepcast host, says, got a problem with 50 burgers? And I will refer you to the previous comment from uh, Coach Rob. <laughs> Ryan Skaggs will always get the vegetarian option. So, yes. No, no, 50. I, I do not have a problem with 50 burgers. I, <laughs> I remember the days in high school where there was uh, – what was it? The 29 cent McDonald's cheeseburger or hamburgers or whatever. 39 cent cheeseburgers. That says how old I am. But uh, yeah, I remember those days. You go 20 bucks and a friend and you'd knock yourself out. Literally. <laughs> I think we got our title here. 39 cent cheeseburgers. It's gonna <laughs> cheeseburger be, ready. <laughs> it's going to be a good podcast title for sure. Um, okay. And, uh, let's talk now about, uh, Lapway Lapway yeah. at the Avista tournament, right? They took third place. They go two and one. Um, they beat a really good Downey California team, 66, 62 in the opening round. And that was legit. Um, Downey's girls. We didn't mention this when we were talking about the girls of Vista tournament, but the Downey girls coach is originally from North Idaho Skaggs. I think oh, that really? was the, I think that was the okay. connection of how Downey came up trying with- to figure out the connection there. Cause I'm like, what is this team doing here? Like we're going through the lineup and I'm like, California, like LA, what? Like, how do you end up in Lewiston? So I, yeah, okay. I, I think the Downey girls coach uh, is formerly from, I'm going to say the wrong town, Kendrick, maybe I can't remember, but there was some connection with the girls team. And so the Downey boys came up as well. Lapway beat them 66, 62. They fall to Rocky mountain in the semis, 82, 73, which, okay. Yeah. It's a five, a school. No shame. there. coached by a former Lapway standout, right? Ivory Williams, um, but you were talking about, you know, it's just one of those nights where Rocky couldn't miss. And probably yeah. on most nights, Lapway finds a way to win that game. I think and it's not close. Like, I think that's just one of those anomaly games where you look at it and like, okay, we're going to play these two teams. And, you know, Lapway would win, you know, thir- you know, if they played 40 times, Lapway wins 30. That was one of the 10 wins that Rocky Mountain gets. Like, they literally couldn't miss. Like, they shot the flipping lights out. Um, and, it wasn't like Lapway did anything wrong because Case Wynott went off for like 49 points. So like, you know, <laughs> it's just, it was an absolute shootout. And, uh, you know, they came out and drove the short straw on that one. I, I look at Lapway as a team. They were the best team in the tournament. Um, if you look at like pieces, I thought that they, they blew the doors off of Moscow in that game. And Moscow's got a nice lineup. They got some good pieces there. But Lapway, I was impressed. Like with, with missing... Terrell Ellenwood Jones. I'm like, what's this Lapway team going to be like this year? They're going to be okay. I think that they got, they're, they're going to be all right. Um, you know, Case is so unselfish. That's the one thing. If you look at the maturation within his game, is that he's taken it to another level with his on court vision is insane. I haven't seen a high school kid able to pass like that before. He gets the rebound, and the first thing he does is looks down court to see if he can snap a snap a full court pass down down the floor every single yeah. time. And so, yes, those that are looking at just the points totals, and we're going to talk about Case Why Not's uh, chase for the all time record, of course, coming up. But you're you're missing the bigger picture, and it is that he he plays within the team for yeah. sure. It's been really Absolutely. fun to watch. So, yeah, Lapway did beat. Yeah, Lapway beat Moscow in that third place game, seventy two fifty one. So let's talk about it, Case Why Not. I just compiled the the new totals uh, this morning, right before we came on Skaggs. Case is now third on the all-time Idaho points list. Your leader still is Jeff Mercer from Kamei, 
2,536 career points from 1990 to 93. Spe- and, the, and this is from idahoops.com. This is where I got this info. Spencer Lynn from Wilder, still in second place, 2,846 points. That was from 1996 to 99. But Case is now third on the all-time list with 2,378 points. So Case is 108 points away from second, 158 points from tying the all-time record and we're going to be working on a story for that on idahosports.com yep. um we'll have to do some some scoreboard chasing because maybe we end up being there for the the state record game that would be pretty cool <laughs> so. talking talking to some people you know it did sound like they're thinking you know there there's a stretch of five games coming up here and maybe towards the tail end of that five game stretch but absolutely um i think we got to be there to, to cover Absolutely. that for idahosports.com. Yeah. So yes, stay, stay tuned, Skaggs. You and me might be making a road trip to Lapway if you're cool. Sounds good. That. Stop All by right. for some pizza and clerk. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. And I won't yeah. order the vegetarian option. <laughs> It'll be a good time. Uh, Ken- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, so, so Kendrick, you know, took their lumps at the Avista tournament. They went one and two. They felt they lost to Lewiston one, a D two versus a five, a, in the opening round 61, 42, they lose to Pendleton, Oregon by six 40 to 34, but they rebound, uh, Ryan, it, it would be easy to pack it in on a Saturday morning and say, yeah, you know what? We did our best, uh, especially against a team like Downey, California, who Lapway only yeah. beat five, four points, but Kendrick finds a way and they win 45 to 40. What an impressive win for coach. Yeah. And that was, and even if, you know, Downey ended up losing their best player in the tournament, he got hurt. And so he wasn't playing in the Kendrick game. Um, but that Downey team still got some nice pieces too. And that's a big win for coach Silflow's team. I mean, moving on. And I know that they took a, they took a lump last night losing to, to potlatch, but um, you know, that's still a team that they're going to be the favorite in my mind for one, a D two state champs. Um, and, and hats off also to, to tie cap. He's got a thousand career points now. So uh, he accomplished that as well. So <clears throat> that's a Kendrick team there. You want to schedule tough games. You want to, cause you want to see what you're made of and that's what you're going to get. And I don't think, you know, records be darned. You get to the state tournament, your record doesn't matter anymore. So if you've been challenged and you've learned a lot from those games, that's what really matters. And coach Silflo did a great job with getting them into that tournament. And, and it's going to pay dividends, I think, down the stretch for this team. Yep, for sure. Um, okay, let's talk 4A uh, Inland Empire League. Lewiston, Moscow, Sandpoint, or not Lewiston, uh, Moscow, Sandpoint, Lakeland. That's next all, year, not this year. Yeah, that is next year. <laughs> um, all all three uh, schools went to three different tournaments. So Moscow went one and two at the Avista tournament. Uh, they beat Pendleton 55-50. They fell to Lewiston and Lapway by double digits. Sandpoint went to Vancouver, Washington. Fort Vancouver High School hosted the Myron Lawrence Memorial Tournament. Sandpoint went one and two there against all Washington opponents. They lost by 10 to Juanita. They won by 10 over Heritage, and then they lost by two to Eagle Point in their finale. And then Lakeland went over to Idaho Falls for the East Idaho Holiday Shootout. Uh, Lakeland won their opener over Skyline in overtime, 77 to 74. They've been lost by double digits to Snake River, and they lost by nine to Bonneville to wrap up the tournament there. Do we are we any clearer on what's going to happen in this IEL based upon these tournament results, or is it still anybody can win this thing? 
if I look at lineups and just based on who's on the court, I think Moscow's got the best lineup. I just don't know what's going on that they can't complete and close out a game. But like you look at the pieces there, like with with Cummings and, and Hillman, that's like two really good players that the Bears have. I don't I still can't figure out the IEL four A, and I don't think we ever will until who actually we see who hoists the hoist the district trophy and see him on the seed line in the state tournament. Like, I don't think we're going to really know until then. Yeah. Well, the first domino is about to fall. Uh, it'll happen on January 5th, this Friday, Lakeland at Sandpoint. We talked about what a great girls matchup that's going to be. Um, we'll find out a lot on the boys side there as well. So uh, stay tuned. Um, we'll see what happens in this crazy yeah. league. Uh, okay, let's talk about 3A basketball. Bonners Ferry and Timberlake went over to the Eagle Holiday Classic in Spokane at West Valley High School. Uh, Bonners Ferry goes one and one. They lost to the hosts from West Valley by a single point, 62-61. They turn around and they beat Pullman in overtime, 70-64. to I thought this was a nice uh, weekend yeah. for the Badgers. No, one and one and one. There's nothing wrong with that. And um, two pretty good teams too that they played in their own right. So being able to take the Hounds uh, to OT and get the victory—that's a big one there. And and then you know one point loss to West Valley, a host team in a Christmas tournament. You know that's a wash. Like in my mind, I think that Honors Ferry is still who we thought they were at the beginning of the year. They're still a good team. They're still my favorite to win the three A uh, district championship, get their way to state. They'll be a they'll be a, a you know, a third day team. They'll be playing for a trophy. I don't know if they're going to be in the title game or not again this year, but they'll certainly be playing for some hardware. There's some really nice pieces in that team and um, they'll be just fine. They'll be good. And then I was impressed actually with Timberlake. They're showing, I thought that they um, battled pretty hard against that Greyhound team, taking them to OT, uh, not to steal your thunder and what you're going to talk about with their No, result, you're good. But yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then making their way. And then, um, you know, that's just, how the chips fall. I mean, you kind of, that you do it with what the draw with what you can and um, Timberlake fought and battled. So it should be an interesting, I think Timberlake's just a scrappy team. They're going to make it tough for whoever they play any given night. Yeah. Timberlake went 0 and two. They lost in overtime to Pullman. So Bonnersbury beats Pullman in overtime. Timberlake loses to Pullman in overtime, 84 uh, 71. They also lost by 40 to Rogers high school um, in Washington. <laughs> I, I know Rogers girls team is not great, uh, but what about their boys team? Their boys seems legit. They got a kid that's playing yeah. football at university of Idaho. That's on that, that boys team. They're, they're, they're legit. They're not bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you skags, just kind of looking statewide at what's going on. I think class three, a is going to be the most wide open uh, state yeah. tournament this year on the boys side with Bonners Ferry. Teton is very good. They've got a lot of talented athletes. Um, Kimberly won the title two years ago. McCall Donnelly has been in the championship game pretty recently. Snake River has a couple of dynamic guys, but there are like yep. literally five or six teams that I could point at and go, yeah, pretty good. That team, yeah. that team could win state. Sure. So sure. Bonner's Ferry is going to be right there, I think, for sure. Yeah, I'm Bonner's Ferry will be in the mix. Um, I think this, you know, Asher Williams is one of the most dynamic players in, in North Idaho, if not the entire state. Um, so you look at what they're able to do. If they can maximize the pieces around him and get if, continue to get good solid contribution around him and protect him and get keep him out of foul trouble, uh, they're going to be they 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 can ch- they can challenge again. They really can. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but um, they're they're a good team. Like they're a complete team. They're just 
like three A, like you said, is wide open. I don't know. It's just you can have a hiccup, but you don't want to have it at state. That's for sure. So I know that's a long ways away from now, and you know, coach would probably be like, "Shut up, Ryan. Stop talking about state. We got to worry about Timberlake twice and finishing out their regular season schedule." But if you look, you look at that. I mean, this you kind of start scoreboard watching around the state. They they're with anybody else. I mean, I would put them in the top favorite for the four A right now in the IEL. Like I really look at that team; they would be the best four A team. So. <laughs> Hey, yeah. that's no joke. Um, in in the four A IEL, uh, for sure. Bonner's Ferry has played. They will play Sandpoint next Wednesday, January tenth. Um, and they haven't played any of the other four A's, but they've played the two five A's from Coeur d'Alene, and they they lost yeah. to Coeur d'Alene by twelve, and then they lost to Lake City by only four. So yeah, yeah. I I think Bonner's Ferry could go win the four A IEL definitely <laughs> yeah. for sure. Uh, okay, let's wrap up here. Uh, Freeman Holiday Tournament, Kellogg and Logos went over. They each lost in their opener. Logos lost to Freeman, 88-25. Kellogg lost to Shadel Park, 58-33. And then Logos and Kellogg played each other, and Logos got the win, 58-49. Kind of like in football. I think people are sleeping on Logos a little bit, and this is a team that's really good. Yeah, Garrison and I talked about it on Saturday a little bit during the breaks on one of our games. It was just sneaky teams around. And I know he coaches at Logos. And he's like, I don't want to sound like a homer, but, <laughs> you know, everybody talks a lot about Lapway and Potlatch, but he's like, don't be surprised if we start to throw our hat in the ring, you know, Logos being that team and uh, making things interesting because they got a lot of the same pieces of kids that were in the football team. They play basketball too, and they, they can make some noise. So they got some athletes. Um They'll make it interesting. I really do like, but the Potlatch team right now is in my mind. That Potlatch Lapway matchup is real nice. But I'm, I mean, the Lapway I think is my favorite, and that race for the other spot uh, is going to be fascinating. Just look at Logos sure. this year. They lost to Potlatch in overtime, sixty-two fifty-eight. Mm-hmm. They beat Camii by only five, fifty to forty-five, yeah. and Camii still has David Clute. And yep. they they only beat Troy by nine, 49 to 40, with first year coach Mitchell Sandquist leading the Trojans there. So I I think this race for second, you know, Logos, Troy, Kamii, Potlatch, all of that them district, are in the mix. That district tournament's gonna be fun. It really is. Yeah. I think there's there's gonna be some great games in that district tournament. I think for boys and girls, that 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 league is just so evenly loaded that yeah, there's going to be a couple upsets too. We'll see. We'll see a couple big upsets this year. Yep. And speaking of the White Pine League, Genesee and Deary both went one and one at the Colton <laughs> Christmas tournament. Uh, each of them beat Colton, and each of them lost to Garpal. Both pretty close. Genesee lost to Garpal by seven, and Deary lost by six. So two pretty decent teams there as well. All right, Skags, let's wrap up with your North Idaho nine in boys basketball, and then see if we can get out of here in under an hour. We're at 5830. So go quickly. Like a minute here's, and your half. North, here's your North Idaho nine for boys. <laughs> so I got number one Coeur d'Alene. We talked about them earlier. Lakeside at number two still. Uh, that's a team that we'll learn more about them as the year goes on, but that's a really, really, really good unit. Lewis and I took all the way up to three with their tournament, Vista tournament win. I'm still they they're like three and sit through six can all be interchanged. So Lewiston Lapway at four, five post fall, six Lake City. Lapway, I think, has got the most dynamic piece there. Uh seven Bonners Ferry. So yeah, three through seven, I would say is probably on the same level. Um, and then eight potlatch. That's a team that's 
can make a lot of noise. I could see them playing um, at state in the final four. I really could. And then Kendrick at nine to wrap out my uh, boys, North Idaho nine under an hour. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We have 30 seconds left Skaggs. So let me tell you next week, uh, we'll be back at it for another edition of the North Idaho prep cast. Uh, the shows won't be as long. I promise there was just, we took yeah. last week off because of the holidays. So we had to have two weeks worth of content in one show. Uh, we'll just hit the biggest stories, uh, moving forward through the rest of the winter season. Ryan Skaggs as always. Thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Welcome. All right. And I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on the North Idaho prep cast on IdahoSports.com.